I'm Lan Snell. I'm the Director of Education Services and also the MBA Director at UTS Business School. I love what I do because if I have a small impact on someone else's education, that can be a truly transformative experience. I say that from my own experience. I'm a Vietnamese refugee, so I'm a boat person. Saigon is falling. This is a 73. Saigon's falling. And my parents at the time decided that we just had, well, everyone had to get out. And we did. So I'm the youngest of four. And so my father was Korean and um, he had to go back to Korea. And so it was, our family got separated. So they sold everything we had and uh, hopped on a flight. And where did we go? Oh, Australia sounds good. So my mother hopped on this flight with false paperwork with four young children under the age of, you know, eight at the time. No money, no friends, no contact. And she had no English. And so we landed, we got hauled into the Villawood Detention Centre. The thing for me and my family at the time was we were very fortunate because of the Fraser government intervened. And we had the compassion of the community behind us as well. And really that's what intervened and saved us. And so, you know, we grew up terribly poor. Um, my mother worked in a sweatshop for two dollars, you know, an hour. She had to leave me at home on my own, so I was I was four years old. My brother and sisters went off to school, and uh, th- there's no means of childcare, so she had to leave me on my own. And so my mother knew that because she didn't have education, that the only change that she could see for her children was through education. It's called survival. It's called resilience. It's it's what you do. And so, you know, we we obviously went to the closest public school and we had fantastic teachers and they inspired. And where I am in life is due to one thing and that is through education. One of the more frequently asked questions that I get is, how did you end up in academia land? So to go to answer that question, I've got to go, go sort of mid-career. In fact, I'm a UTS alumni, so I did my Bachelor of Business here, I don't know, some 20 years ago. And so the, 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 the shiny new building that you see there wasn't there when I was there. And then I went into the, you know, the big wide world and I started out in management consulting. And it was a fabulous career. Travelled the world, got to work on all the best projects, clients, etc. And then, you know, got married and then I decided to start a family. And at that point, I, I fell pregnant with twins, worse luck. <laughs> no, they're the biggest joy. But, you know, both of us couldn't have that big-time corporate job. And so my husband's a banker. And, you know, because he's not blessed biologically with breastfeeding as I am. So um, when the babies came out, I made the decision to stay home and look after my family. And for me, at that point in my life, I was more important at home than I'd be in any organisation. So I was very cool with that idea at the time. Although I went nuts, you know, it was just boring as batshit, right? So it was just like I just had to do something else. And so I pursued further study. So I did my master's in education because I was really intrigued and curious about why why people learn. And then someone said to me, oh, Lan, why don't you consider doing your doctorate? And I said, well, why would I consider doing my doctorate, you know? And, in fact, that inspired me for further studying. So I did my doctorate and I went on to Sydney University and did my doctorate in um, services marketing because I've got a marketing background. 
So when I talk about that as a segue, I think that's really important because, you know, that was, you know, a second career stage for me, career changes and massive transition from going from corporate into academia to very different worlds. I had to learn a different language, understand the different systems, processes, and the culture is very different. It wasn't until I got into the professional world that I noticed the difference, particularly between the social capital, I guess. And so because I didn't have any social capital, I had to work very hard at developing my relationships and my networks. That was a given for many of my contacts because they came from privilege. They didn't know any better. We all, we all have our own biases, whether it's conscious or unconscious as human beings. That's, that's because we're complex creatures, human beings. You know, we dif- have different characteristics. And one of those characteristics is a set of biases that we all hold. It is extremely pervasive across all, across all societies. So professional, academia, industry, everywhere. It's 2017. It's completely unacceptable that we're still talking about these, these issues related to diversity and inclusion and the lack of equity. I, I, I find it incredibly unacceptable that we're having these conversations and that we're still calling it out and that, that we've got these statistics that demonstrate the lack of diversity and the lack of inclusion in the workplace. We have a disproportionate representation of females in leadership positions in corporate Australia, right? It kind of sucks. Why is that? When we know through research that females out-qualify that of males in terms of credentials and experience, et cetera, et cetera, and yet we're not seeing them in terms of leadership positions at the C-level suite, nor are we seeing them translate into the board positions. In academia, the gender jaws are even wider, you know, across different faculties and at, at an institution. I think that is my key asset. I sell that as part of my value proposition. And I make no, you know, this is, this is who I am and this is the value that I can provide for you and this is the value I can provide in my current job at UTS. I am the face. You have a look at our students. Most of them are from Asian backgrounds. So if we can't see that representation at the leadership in terms of reflecting me or whoever me is, it's hard for you to excel and you know, get inspired. So I think we as an organisation need to be really aware of how we're perceived and what that leadership looks like in terms of faces. So people see that and they go, well, you know, they're all white guys or you know, 60, 50, 60, whatever, they're all old white guys. I can't even relate to that. Most people can't relate to that, quite frankly. Uh, and yet that's a majority. So I'm, I'm pretty proud that, you know, I'm part of that. I'm, I'm able to be part of that representation to say, you know what, it is possible for that change to happen. University of Technology Sydney has adopted the Athena Swan principles to promote diversity and gender equity in the workplace. Sharing the stories of our female staff members' achievements is part of our commitment to understand their perspectives and enrich our community. 